Ladies and gentlemen, I have terrible news. Both my co-hosts have since ceased. I will be just screaming into the void from here on out. I hope y'all love to hear about Korean cinema because I know nothing about it. I'm just going to improv for 45 straight minutes. Okay. No, it's still the Chamberlain and Chance and Alex podcast. My name is Alex. My hero will be with my co-host, Chance. I know a little bit about Korean cinema. I sure he does, and he writes uh, Games of Chance at, daily, at gamesofchance.blogspot.com. I got that is what feet. I do. That is what he does, and on my right here, we're not in the same room, we're not in the same state, is Jim. He writes the <laughs> Infinite Backlog. I don't awesome. know anything about Korean cinema at all. Here's what I know about Korean cinema. Despite hmm. it being a smaller, poorer country, it is vastly superior to Japanese or Chinese cinema. I agree. Like, 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 fucking! It's the difference between fucking Hollywood and Bollywood. They get story structure. They they get not just that, but just how to shoot something so that it doesn't look like it was done on an '80s camcorder. And man, they do some great revenge. They do amazing revenge. They do great vampires. They yeah, do they great do. Monst- oh, I forgot they about do that great one. monster stuff. Yeah. They don't just rely on like fucking shock horror, like uh, so much uh, the shit out of Japan does. That that tadpole monster from what was it? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What movie is that? Oh, you know, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you host, know that first host. shot if it's just flipping up inside down on the bridge. Yeah, that was fucking it's unforgettable. Creepy. Yeah, the That's host a great was fucking monster. You know those, you know those, speaking of scary movies, you know mm-hmm. those emergency alerts you get on your phone that go, eh, 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 oh, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, amber Fuck. alerts or stuff yeah. like that, yeah. I fucking hate those. I was woken up at, like, I was just get, going to bed, just in that place where you're almost asleep, my phone goes off. A little mm-hmm. girl's gone missing. Uh. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm sleeping in bed. I'm not going to help. Like, what? this is fucking stupid. So I try to go back to sleep. 11.10, the alert goes off again. The I... child has been found. <laughs> Warning, warning! Now, he, you can calm the down thing. now. <laughs> the, the child was actually found because someone saw the alert and spotted the guy who apparently had the kid. Kid's dead. Um, sad story. Uh. But the alert helped locate the kid. So now I can't really be pissed at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, in just... America, you would have had to wait three days. To find out that... Yeah, that the, the kid counts as missing. Oh, oh yeah. Like that's every true. once in a while, we'll get an Amber Alert, but the I, I I got one last year, and more kids had to go missing than that. Well, I'm at work today, and I'm doing a task that I only need my hands for, so I can use my eyes, my ears for whatever. So I am finally watching the last twenty minutes of Hereditary. 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 Oh yeah. Oh God. Now the final twenty minutes of Hereditary is when Madness. Hereditary turns from a pretty creepy movie with a lot of supernatural vibes. To full-on supernatural horror, just mm. abject fucking horror, really, really intense, and an Amber Alert test goes off, <laughs> <laughs> interrupting the tensest part of this fucking movie. Okay. So I frantically try to click on the thing, get the thing off there, go back to Netflix, keep on watching my show, keep on doing my work. About ninety seconds later, it pops again. Uh. And I do it again, and 90 seconds later, it fucking pops again. This happens like five times while I'm trying to watch the end of Hereditary until I realize that I just hadn't hit, like, the okay on the alert that says, oh. I've seen this shit. Stop alerting me to it. See, I give you credit for even attempting to watch that movie because I just kind of read about it. I'm like, yeah. nope, I yeah, don't need no. that in my head. That's where I was at was I had read about it, and what was in my head was way worse than what was at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. But it's still pretty messed up. But if you really, really love Tilda Swinton and makeup, and I feel like... Both of you are. Um, yeah. 
what's it? Uh, Suspiria remake. It's not a good movie. That's Amazon Prime, isn't it? Right now. Holy I think shit! So. The last twenty minutes. Holy really? fucking shit! I do love Tilda, and there's other actors in there I really like yeah, too. Tilda's oh yeah, but one of them is fucking Dakota, whatever, right? No, Dakota she's Johnson. Great. Everyone's great. No, Dakota Johnson is not great. I've never seen her in anything where she was great. She's pretty good in this. She's at least uh, really good at dancing. And uh, Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. is terrifying. Well, Tilda Swinton is Tilda Swinton. She's yeah. barely human. She doesn't she look barely like a human. human. And this mm-hmm. will not make a compelling case for her humanity. <laughs> when did I see an Avengers Endgame? Was that this A couple days ago. Didn't see oh, that coming. Love that. So we oh, hey, Tilda Swinton. I thought you were dead. <laughs> yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Okay, so we, we've we've talked about it at length in email. Mm-hmm. There's there's a guy in my office who's like a super nerd who uh, like takes part in like Game of Thrones trivia nights at bars and shit, and uh-huh. and he was like on me like with like threats of violence that I wouldn't Whoa. spoil spoil Endgame for him because I saw it on Friday. He wasn't going to see it until last night, and today I finally had a chance to talk to him about what he thought about it, and he was like, eh. And I was like, I was the exact fucking same. I was the exact same way. Like, it is, like, it has a lot of great moments. He's like, yeah, it really does. But as a whole, the further I get from my viewing, the more I look back at it, the more pissed off I am about so many parts of that movie. I see. Hold on, hold on. The, the Russos yeah. have declared spoilers fair game, so you two true. are free to say whatever you like. It has been okay. two weeks. It, it has, has been two weeks. It has. So spoil, spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Widow dies. Yeah. And Widow dies just as her character gets more interesting than it has ever been throughout the entire history of the MCU. Widow was really interesting when we first met her, when she was tied to a chair (laughs) while interrogating an unwitting uh, fucking, you know, terrorist or something, right? Yeah, it's that phone uh, call. It's for you. What? Yeah, like that. Russian national or something. I don't know what that was. Yeah, that was interesting. And then there's almost no kind of development of her character until in Age of Ultron we learn that the reason that she can't be with Bruce is because when she was trained to be a super assassin, they sterilized her. So she doesn't have the biological components that would really make her a real woman, and so she can't be happy. Well, no, 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 the exact words were, she's a monster, you're not the only monster. She thought she was a monster because you couldn't have kids. Yeah, like, yeah, so, so that... Is, was really fucked up. That was really fucked up. And then now, at the at the beginning of Avengers Endgame, half the world's been snapped out of existence. A lot of the Avengers are dead or gone. And what's holding the fort down is Black Widow. Yep. She is she is chilling up in Stark or in the Avengers headquarters. She is coordinating all the remaining heroes and managing uh, crises crises all over the world. Getting she has emails st- from raccoons. Getting emails from Raccoon, she has stepped up and become a leader. And it's a little joke like that, the little aside jokes like that, that make the movie so enjoyable and watchable. So I, it was three through. and a half hours, and I didn't look at my phone once, and that is absurd. No, it, it did really sail by, and you never wanted to step out and miss a scene because everything was a build. Everything yeah. was a moment that was going to lead to something else, and, and yeah. it did accomplish that. Like when I the first time I saw it, I foolishly got a Diet Coke and uh, completely missed the scene with Thor's mom. Mm. I had no idea that the scene with Thor's mom was in there until the second time I saw it. Yeah, it was a good scene. It's really good. But it's another example. Okay, so to get back to Black Widow, uh, in order to get the Soul Stone, Black Widow and Hawkeye are sent after it. Now, as you'll recall from the events of Avengers Infinity War, the only way to obtain the Soul Stone is to sacrifice something you love. 
And I believe in the last movie is the thing you love more than anything, but in this is just something you love. And so they both decide, well, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And Hawkeye goes, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And so they fight. They fight for who's going to sacrifice themselves for the other one. And in the end, it's not Hawkeye who, let's be honest, is the shittiest Avenger. I can't think of a shittier Avenger than Hawkeye. Nope. And that's not to say that, you know, he's a bad actor. He's a great actor. And I understand that we take him to be the the heart of the Avengers because he's the only one with a family. Um, okay, but that's a terrible haircut. It's a terrible haircut. It's, it's an awful haircut. And, okay. and he has spent all the time since the snap basically going around assassinating uh, um, mobsters. mobsters internationally. He's become the Ronin. And so Black Widow dies. So that Clint can live. She sacrifices himself so he can live. Now. Well, live with his family. Taken in a vacuum. That is a hero sacrificing themselves for their friends. It's a noble thing. Cap would have done it. Yep. Cap would have done it. Well, the joke is they all would have done it. They all would have done it. But Ah, the issue, the issue (laughs) is Widow was the only founding female member of the Avengers. Yeah. She was ostensibly a very important character, far more important than Clint. And to do her like that, to to say that, first of all, in that in fucking uh, Age of Ultron, that she has less value than a normal person because she's sterile, because she, she lacks kind of the definiting, definitive biological characteristics of a woman is fucking sick. Yep. Okay, but and then isn't that her to have to, opinion of herself at that point, though, is that, that is the her, movie's message, or is no, that her being kind that, of that's broken? her that's her opinion of herself, and that's her being broken. But it's still defining the her defining wound is dictated by her gender. That's fucked up. That's yeah. just like that's just like Cat in Devil May Cry. Her defining thing is that she was sexually abused. That's fucked up. Okay, but. Isn't our gender part of who we are? It it is, it is but it's, just, it's it's also a really 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 tired trope. It's That's fucking it's, it's, over, it's, it, it's, it's lazy. I'll give you that. I mean, it's exclusively it's not... female characters written by men. Yes, it's that. it's female characters written by men. It's 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 her gender as a weakness. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of examples of the male gender as a weakness, but it's not it's not a trope to the part that it's point that's problematic in our culture. This is. So, well, and then and then, after, after all that, and again, she's the most important character in the series and certainly in the show, she throws away her entire life just to support a man, <laughs> just to help a and guy her out. Fam- his well, family. To save half the universe. Okay, yes. in, and in a vacuum, it's a noble thing. But if we look at it within the context of problematic representation in media, it is another example of problematic um, use but, of a female character. Okay, I've put some thought into this, and... I would say that the Avengers movies do not exist in a vacuum. They are meant to be seen. And not only that, I think you get the the most out of it by seeing them in order. And had Captain Marvel not come immediately before this, I'd be a lot more upset. You're right. It's I sh- it needed one more rewrite to be perfect. No, it needed it needed a lot more rewrites, and it needed to completely rebalance. If we're just talking about its representation here, it needed to completely rebalance how it approaches a lot of its story. We okay. bring in Captain Marvel right at the beginning to go to kill Thanos. She I does agree. It. That's, that's she she bookends the movie, and it doesn't work. And then well, that's because Brie Larson is cheaper to keep than June than Downey is. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that, that's a choice driven by dollars, not by characters. Well, no, no, no. She just needed to be in the movie more. She just shows up and yes. then pieces out and then just shows up right at the end. But here, check this out. When she shows up right at the end in the middle of the huge battle, and it was a huge, awesome battle. Like, it was yeah. like a whoa moment. It was pretty cool. Um, 
When she finally shows up, what does she do? She picks up the Infinity Gauntlet and flies it across a battlefield, as opposed to just putting it the fuck on and using it. Yeah. She flies it across the battlefield to deliver it to the man who will use it. Yeah. That's fucked up. And the man who does use it dies on account of using it because he's not as powerful as Captain fucking Marvel who just had it. And that is how Tony Stark dies. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. That's a solid point. Okay. Now, like, list me any fucking female character in this movie. And there is, like, they are, they are wasted. They are there as window dressing to assist the male character's journey. Um, like, every, uh, the, from Gamora well, and the male Nebula. characters there is window dressing too. Gamora and, okay, but. Thor is window and dressing. I think you're, for, you're forgetting no, just Thor how much, um, Nebula fucking rocks in this. Uh, she, she rocks a little bit, but then again, she's tossed into the freezer of history. Um, when they go back in time and she's like, we assume she's dead, but we don't really know. She's just kind of taken out. And Nebula had finally become fucking interesting Wait. in the last Guardians movie. No, she's still alive, dude. Yeah, but she's not in the current timeline. She's back in 2014 again. Oh, is she? Yes. And, and the Nebula that was there at the battle is modern Nebula. Or no. is, it was, it was 2014 Nebula who's evil and had just turned around. Well, no, 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 2014 evil Nebula got shot in the heart and died. Hmm? Yeah. Even Nebula's dead. Oh, okay. And old Gamora came yeah. back. The Gamora who doesn't like Quills is yeah. back. And yeah. like, I'd be, also, I'd be a lot more upset if Gamora didn't come back and Zoe Saldana still has her job. That, like, look, I, you're not wrong, but like, I don't expect the move And then when we're having this argument over email today, he brings up, Alex brings up that scene with Thor and Thor's mom, which yeah. was a touching scene. It was a touching scene, but it, what it was, again, was a woman showing up very briefly to tell a man what he needs to hear so he can go be the hero. No, yep. but it's your mom. I can take, I can take any on. fucking, I can take any fucking example of a woman in this movie and point out that it was kind of short shrift and only there to support you're, the male's You're right dream. that the big female power scene is just them handing the power to a guy so they can use it. It really is. I and that think, is, that I is think shitty. I need to be right back. Yeah. I, I, yes, Jim. I haven't seen the movie, so I cannot comment on this. But, but it it's, seems it's a lot more fun, and like the the logic of the moments, a lot. This is you. You can't formulate these ideas that like while you're watching it. Like while I'm watching it, this is one of the most best times I've had in the movie in years. But there are problems. But then also, it's a logistical nightmare to make a three and a half hour movie. And the fact well, yeah. that it's edited this well is this fun and is this goddamn funny. The dialogue is some of the best Marvel's ever had. And they took over from Joss Whedon. This movie <laughs> should be a fucking disaster and it's wonderful. And I appreciate that. Well, it's got so many loose ends that it's trying to pull together into one And it fucking movie. pulls it off. Is it a victory of feminism? Good lord, no. No. But it didn't but... have to be. And they're, they're, the ship is turning. Pepper's in a suit. Um. Uh. Uh. Valkyrie is in char- Is the king of Asgard, the the queen. She takes over from Thor, and like a, a, a good things happen. Captain Marvel's gonna get another movie. Black Widow's gonna get a, a finale movie. She's got like a prequel movie. It's I gonna guess, have to yeah. be, I guess, or something. Yeah. It, 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 they're fixing it. It's slow. It's not as fast as I would like, but it's getting better. Yeah, I mean, and uh, the, not uh, every movie needs to be this grandiose statement of either for or against anything. It, it, it doesn't. And it's, you can't please everyone. And, like, there's a lot of 
subtle sexism people aren't aware of yet. Give us time. We're not Canada. We we can't be <laughs> as saintly as Canada is, unfortunately. Canada is not here to defend itself, so that was a crappy thing I just did. That's all right. Yeah. He'll listen to it later and, and either agree or disagree. Yeah, I'll get an email. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll record an addendum and I'll drop it on the end of this later on. Like it, sh- it should not have. I expected it to be just a little bit disappointing, and I was, I was thrilled. I loved it. Okay, so overall, mm-hmm. you had a good time. You had fun. Yeah, like at, in at the, the time, theater. at the time, in See? the moment, I was very entertained. I was. Yeah. The further I get, okay, I have to mute this. My my older brother won't stop fucking texting me. <laughs> yeah, he, he texted me the other day. He wants to play Overwatch right well, fucking he, now. Yeah, he texted me the other day as I'm on my way home. Like I'm not even home yet, and he says Overwatch, and I'm like, no, uh, Overwatch. After I get all the things, should I have to get done? And then finally, I'll have time around seven o'clock. And he goes, okay. Seven o'clock rolls around, no answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's asleep. And then today, he texts me, ready? I go, no, I'm podcasting. He goes, oh, that's an excuse. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Go take a nap. Well, I... <laughs> and now he just won't fucking stop texting me. <laughs> anyway, and and there were a, a lot of of wonderful, little, cute, funny moments. America's ass. Yeah. The America's ass running joke was fucking fantastic. I could do this all day. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was good. Like, there was a lot Hulk. of... Head stars. <laughs> there was there was a lot of really good stuff. So how yeah. was Professor Hulk? Is he Professor funny? Hulk was fucking awesome. Okay. It was kind of awesome, but I kind of wish they'd given him more action to do. I don't remember him doing practically. He doesn't anything. much. He doesn't smash much, does he? He no. doesn't smash because he's he, he, he's it's, Professor it's Hulk. Beneath, it's beneath him now. Um. It feels it literally says yeah, it feels forced. A <laughs> scene where he, where he just pretends to be Hulk and just can't stand. Ah, see, Tony, it just it is it just feels forced. <laughs> I have. Does he speak in in Hulk voice? Like no, normally, he's just he he's just um um. Oh God, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. He's just, yeah. he's just Mark Ruffalo, but just green and big. Yeah. Look, it, it's time travel. Either it's all a joke or none of it is. <laughs> There's really good dialogue in this movie. There is. There is some. And the two scenes with I think uh, I preferred you either the other ways. Yes. <laughs> uh, the the two scenes with Tony's daughter. Well, I think there were three total, but the two main ones. Those were really good. Yeah, I didn't know Tony had a daughter. believable four year olds on screen are rare as fuck. Yes, Pe- Pepper is the mom. Yeah, okay. And uh, and you know, Tony and Pepper are together. It's been five years since the snap, and um, and Tony and Pepper have this adorable daughter together. And Tony is just like a super cute dad and has this really, really good relationship with the, with the daughter. And you know that he's her favorite. And it's, it's just really cute. And then later on, after Tony kills himself to save the universe, or to bring, or to actually what he does is he, he does a snap to destroy Thanos and his army. Mm-hmm. And after, in that, the effort and of that kills, kills him. him. Yeah. And then there's a scene where Happy is sitting there with the daughter, just talking to the daughter about cheeseburgers. And it's just, it the realest was so fucking natural. thing in the whole series. Yeah, it was like there wasn't even a fucking script in either of those scenes. It was just these two actors sitting there talking to the kid, and the kid being natural and and talking back. Uh, they were. It was unusually well done. Yeah, like it, it did not need to spend that much time like focusing on like what's happening to Tony Stark's kid after he dies. But I can't. Like I am so happy they went through that effort because that is a huge question. 
that almost almost that most movies like this never bother to answer. At the same time, yeah. a practically ancillary female character who exists only to create motivation and conflict for the male hero. Yeah, but but you know, again, I can do that it's for a every child. Single Captain it's a Marvel did child. the exact same thing. A conveniently contrived child. <laughs> Come on! Ca- Captain Marvel's precocious child was half as good as that. Ugh. That's true. She was actually pretty flat. Anyway, unpopular opinions. Okay, <laughs> if and you, you look hard enough for things, you'll find them no yeah. matter where you look. If you, yeah, if you like, go into this looking yeah, for things that are offensive... When, then... when you see characters talk on screen, is shit flying out of their mouths? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm... I'm no, no, again, the, the at, the time, at the time I was entertained, but yeah. the further I get from it and the more I think back on it, the more things are really striking to me. Popular stop thinking about it. <laughs> popular entertainment's got a long way to go, but think about it. Movies like this replaced uh, freaking um, Rambo. Rambo was out of favor for a long time. Oh, my God, he's still texting. <laughs> <laughs> Read them to us. Okay, sure. Yeah. Let's hear what this is. And I, I, I need you to do an impression of your brother, please. <clears throat> okay. Because he doesn't listen, so okay. this will be funny. Ready? Podcasting. Excuse- oh, God, I don't even know what he sounds like. <laughs> he, he, just, he, just, he just sounds like me. He sounds like me, but, but more tired. But older. <laughs> yeah, I go podcasting. He says, excuses. I write back, mm-hmm. He goes, just saying. Ooh, headshot. Headshot. Boom, headshot. What? Boom. Guess what? Headshot, all caps. <laughs> Have you ever watched a cat anima tutorial? Anima spelled wrong. Neither have I. I don't know what's next, but he's clearly just doing it at this point to annoy me and interrupt the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so well, he's made it on now, so... Yeah, he has added content. He has only improved it. <laughs> so, um... Uh, do, we, do we want to talk about Game of Thrones? Yeah, I did not like this episode. Um, There were parts of it I liked, and... Yeah. Um, I'm uh, really all, worried now. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Daenerys is obviously on her way to becoming the Mad Queen. Yep. Um, that groundwork was slightly laid in previous seasons where she had to be warned away from being a more tyrant than liberator. Yeah. And she is clearly... And the, and the Tarly thing at the end of last season, right? Yeah. Was was a moment of... of um, no, people saying they haven't seen this at all haven't rewatched the show. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's totally all there. Have. They yeah. totally have. And there was a theory I read this morning that I really liked, where people are saying that A Song of Fire and Ice is Danny and John, because Danny's fire and John is ice. That's not true. John is a song of fire, his Targaryen father, and ice, his Stark mother. Yep. John is the song of ice and fire. And if you remember her little trip to the, like, Mage Tower in, like, season two, there was snow on the Iron Throne. Oh, yeah. No. So what a lot of people are pissed off about is uh, Jamie's treatment of Brienne. First of all, the yeah. women in my office felt that they felt that it was a pity fuck. That's not a thing for guys. That's, that's exactly what I told her is that first no. of all, we're not capable of that. Uh, we, we can't, we physically can't have sex with someone that we're not attracted to. Like that's just how it goes. What this was was Jamie genuinely loves Brienne and is in love with her. And took that moment to go to her and say, "Wow, it sure is hot in this room." And it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Yoko Ono effect. As soon as he says it, you know where it's going, and it's like, "Yes, yeah, finally!" It's been fucking seasons I've been standing these two. 
And then and like co- I've never had I've never slept with the night before. Neither have I. That was pretty good. That's yeah. Pretty good. And then and then he leaves her. And the rationale that he gives for leaving is you don't understand what a bad guy I am. That I did, and he lifts off all these horrible things he's done. Yeah. For for Cersei. I did this for Cersei. I did that for Cersei. You don't understand. He didn't even bring up the, the time where he crippled Ned for no reason. And, um, and, and God, like, Brienne is sobbing and begging him to stay. And in that moment, Jamie is such an asshole. And I loved that scene because yep. I have been that guy like three times in my life. Mm-hmm. It's telling a girl that she can do better and that I, I gotta go deal with shit. And leaving them sobbing on the street in the snow in their you know underwear in some cases. You know what he's doing, right? I hope he's going there to kill her. Yep. But I hope what happens is he gets to King's Landing ostensibly to kill her. And before he can, Arya does. Then. I, she, that's too much. I think she's. It's not. I, it's nah. not. Then Jamie kills the Mad Queen. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. I, think I, so. I, I like the idea that Daenerys die, like realizes she's losing it and dies heroically. That would be cool, but I don't think she's going to. That that's yeah. not a tragedy. If no, she it's does. not. And the Game of Thrones is a tragedy. Needs to be a tragedy because history is tragic, uh-huh. and that's what it's always been. Well, it tried to be. Look, don't be mad at Wise at Benzinoff about this. Like, be mad at George for not finishing this shit. He had more than enough time to come up with an ending, and he couldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if this was the ending. It's just super compressed. No, and like I. They're working off his notes, and like mm. they're they're doing what George told him them to do. Like he's focused testing the ending first, and then writing a better one. I think. And oh. speaking of yeah. treatment, speaking of treatment of female characters, Masande. <sighs> Masande was put into Danny's fridge. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's interesting, but like, have you seen this thing on Twitter about how like? Game of Thrones has been really shitty to its black characters for a really long time. Yeah. And it has. There was one, there was one pirate, like, at the very beginning who was just gone. And yeah. they just Grey Worm and Masandi. And one of them is a slave. And it's just, ugh. It's just, ugh. Well, they, they weren't black, but there were the, the, the Sand Snakes were women of color. Yeah. And, and the Prince of Dorne was kind of Spanish looking, I guess. He, he's, is he Mexican? I don't know. The actor? I I think he is. Yeah, because he he was in um. He's got spicy Latin features. Yeah, yeah. And he's great. He's sexy. Yeah, it was cool. He was really then, good at Narcos. Then he got his fucking eyes gouged out. Yeah. Uh, so so that that <laughs> so felt like down. that felt like a a, a shitty end for Masandi, but I think I'm mispronouncing her name. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. Yeah, but um, the other thing that really pissed me off about that scene was: Are they at King's Landing there? Yeah. It didn't feel like it. It felt like they were in front of a little fort. Yeah, I feel like almost all the money went into the dragons. <laughs> yeah, like, that was weird. That yeah. was kind of weird. Like, I, I expected better production values than these. Like, I, I, the, 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 uh, the Long Night must have cost a lot more than mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, the Long Night was fucking expensive as shit. Yeah. And, uh, and they couldn't even light most of it. Well, no, I think the reason it was so foggy for all of it and everything was so washed out was because if we had seen it all clearly, it probably wouldn't have looked nearly as good. Nah. Hard Home's still the best fight in the series, I think. And finally, I think what I think the best part of the episode, for me at least, was Arya reminding Gendry that she's not a lady. Yep. I love that. Actually, I like that her scene with the Hound a little better. 
No, absolutely, absolutely. Like her, her kind of trotting up next to the hound. But I, I think the the Gendry scene is, it's I don't know. It's like it's it's very rare to see something like that. It's very rare where, to see where a guy like gets turned down, and you're not you don't think she's evil. <laughs> And we we totally get where Gendry's coming from. Yeah, like that was a wonderful moment for him. Oh my God, I'm Lord of Storms End. I'm a Lord now. I, I can, can finally I am good enough for you. What do you think? I can finally confess to this girl that I've you know carried a flame from her, and we know that she cares for him. We we've always been standing them, but that's just not how Arya rolls. Yeah, and yeah. So someone someone awesome. like did a good meme on like the uh, second episode that was just like uh, the the beach episode. Um, yeah. Or it's just like Arya's to do list, and it's just Gendry. One <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was it was good. How, do we have two more episodes? Yes. <sighs> yeah. Oh, and also, if you're flying, a navy can't sneak up on you. Yeah, that what was really the messed up. Fuck? That's basic. That was really messed tactics. up. Tactics. Well, what happens is they're they're flying the dragons along, and suddenly one of them gets shot down by like six ballista bolts. And there's like. <laughs> 20 ships. And then a bunch of ships come around to bend. And it's like, really? How? How the fuck did that? How Light did they of not sights s- don't work that way. No. How, did, how did they not see the fucking ship from the they air? They would have seen them an hour before they got there. Yeah. So that was fucked up. And it was just like, let's get rid of a dragon for some reason. And they hate ghosts, too. He was in there for like five seconds. Yeah, he's expensive. And, and like the you have to buy off. the you have to buy the wolf and then the CGI. Jeez. They they uh, they they actually said that the reason John didn't pet him goodbye was because of how much it would have cost to get the CGI working right. And look, mm. that's that's tragic. Yeah, that's Game of Thrones having budget problems. That show costs so much money. And what is HBO going to do in two weeks when this is done? Uh, man, spin-offs. I, I still got reruns. I still got Barry. Barry is so fucking good this season, man. Did you watch that last episode with like the feral karate girl? No, I haven't oh. caught up. I haven't kept up with it. Okay, go, go get like go watch this fucking season. No, man. I it's, love Bill it's, Hader. It's better than the last season. Cool. Uh, back me up on this. Bill Hader needs to needs to play Michael Shannon's brother in something. Yeah, they look related. Yeah, and, that and would Bill be Hader amazing. can totally do that like creepy psychopath thing. Uh, but they're both they're both can handle comedy. Like he's a oh, Michael Shannon can be funny. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like they're they're both great at deadpan. That would be great. Have you you ever watched um, Boardwalk Empire? No. Okay, so there's he starts off as a um, uh, not a truant officer, a pro, uh, prohibition officer, and ends up like having to run from the law himself. Ends up working for the Chicago mob. And the for the one of these episodes opens with him like walking up to a funeral with flowers, like. Mr. So-and-so sends his regards, and he walks up to a guy that was, like, who's been beaten up, and he's going to protect him. It's like, Mr. Uh, so-and-so sends his protection, and it just opens another door, and it's like, yeah, what do you want? He punches him in the face. Oh, I remembered. Mr. O'Banion wants his money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, oh, he's such a great line. It kills me every time I see it. It's so funny. So, uh, video games? Video games. Well, that's, that's right. We do those that. sometimes. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Mm. So the Havana map came out in Overwatch yesterday. And uh, it's, do, it's do, a do, pure do, payload do, map. Do, do, do. And it's got... And also they released two new... Like, do you remember those those kind of dumb skins they put out for Genji and Tracer last year where, like, their heads are on fire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And if you want one, you can you can buy it for 15... Uh, you can buy one of them for 15 bucks, basically. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I got Genji and Tracer last year. <laughs> or no, I think I just got Tracer. And the Tracer skin was shitty, but I don't care. I got to catch them all. 
And so I'm like, you know what? I really need to get in on Havana. Tracer skins. <laughs> I really need to get in on Havana because it's only going to be in the arcade playable for a week. And then it just kind of goes into normal rotation. And then I might never get to chance. I need to practice on this map. I need to practice it. And so I wrote this blog post yesterday all about, you know, Overwatch and, and like, so I got to play some Overwatch, but I'm still thinking about Days Gone. I don't know where I'm going to land on this. The more I play Days Gone, the more I love it. That's good. That's a good feeling where, like, I believed in you and, you know what, this game is as good as I thought. I, I didn't really believe in it. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Like, no, like, you sounded uh, like you were having fun. I am. Yeah, you, Certainly you, not you before I bought it. bought it at some point. Yeah. No, I, I totally did. And what kept me going for the first, I don't know, five or maybe even eight hours was that what story we got was pretty interesting. Like that that girl, I think I talked talked to you guys about this yeah, girl, yeah. Lisa, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking died, amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, she's not dead yet. Oh, she's just had a really shitty time. Yeah, and, <laughs> and her like story... And like when she was torched to death, she was still hung up on the unspoken abuse she suffered before and it's yes. still a mystery. Yeah. Yes. And... um but what was getting me through that, this, the narrative was kind of progressing slowly, but what got me through it was I was legit enjoying the mechanics of the game. I, I really like the, the pace of it. I love the feel of the bike. The more I think about like I think about open world games, and one of the biggest things is just that it's fun to get around. And the best example of that right now is still Spider-Man. No, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe Dying Light. Um, but this is, this is one of those where it is really fun to just toot around on this fucking bike. Like, you feel both of the tires. It's really weird. There's, it's so tactical. There, or tangible. Tactile. Tactile, tactile. I think. Yeah, yeah, so tactile. There's really no better way to describe it. Um, I really love the feel of it, but the further I get into the story, the more the story is just blowing me away repeatedly over the course of an evening's playthrough. Um, last night, is, it, um, th- is the acting good? Yes, oh. the acting is good. Sometimes the writing is absolutely fucking incredible. What? Like just absolutely incredible to the point that usually when I'm playing a game and I do something really cool, I hit the share button. I've been playing Days Gone, and after like the last five cutscenes I saw, I hit the share button mm-hmm. just so I can like bring these up and talk about them in the blog maybe one day because it is it is. Excellent. The story is excellent. And so uh-huh. I went on Reset Era, I think it was yesterday, the day before, and I was talking about how when I first got the game, I was, you know, I was willing to say that this is a charismatic 7 out of 10, like a dead island. The further I get into the story, the story really elevates what was already a fun, interesting game to something that's genuinely special. This is yeah. a, this is a good game that people should be fucking checking out and not sleeping on. And yeah, it's got problems, but, um, the more I play of it, the more I love it. Like, this better get a fucking sequel. If, if you just sanded down the rough parts of this and just kind of refined the survival aspect, made it so that there's more reasons to go out just exploring, um, oh my god, like, I, I fucking love this game. I, I bet when it gets, like, a 50% discount, I know I'm sucking it up, and I bet eventually it will be on PlayStation Plus and it will start yes. getting its due. Yeah. Like, it is, it is really good. It is really good. And it, it kills me that there's only like four people on the Penny Arcade forums talking about it. None of the critics like the story as much as you did. I find that I, strange. I get the sense that none of the critics finish the story. But some, some critics have been called out on that for not finishing the story. Yes. They're saying I mean, stuff that, that should, that didn't, like, I don't know if they said stuff that didn't happen, but like, their stories weren't exactly straight. That's right. Yeah. There's a lot of these big open worldish games, though. I mean, there's a, just a fatigue that sets in. Yeah, but this is this is completely different. This plays completely different from any I, I other. I break open for a compelling game. story every time. That's yes. true. 
It's true. Okay, so I, I wrote this on, on the Penny Arcade forums this morning. Uh, and I said, let's return to story spoilers for Camp 3. This may be a we- very weird thing to be happy about, but... <clears throat> so the main character, Deacon, is this cool biker guy who has not gotten over the loss of his wife during the outbreak. And in Chapter 3, um, you... It begins with you going and uh, calling an old colleague named Ricky Patel. Ricky is a mechanic at um, at, a, at a camp that you have been banished from years ago. There was some big fight with the guy who runs the camp. We don't really know what happened, um, but it had something to do with him not paying you for a bounty you brought in. And the more time you spend with Ricky, it's clear that there is just a chemistry between Ricky and Deacon. Um, they just like each other. They kind of speak the same language. Um, and Deacon is kind of like a Kurt and that when I see you he's kind of Kurt with everyone. Okay. He, he doesn't have time for your bullshit. He just wants to know what you need to do so he can get off and do whatever. And he certainly doesn't care about you personally, <laughs> but he, there's definitely a chemistry between Deacon and Ricky, but Ricky is in a relationship with the woman who runs the infirmary here. Clearly. But just this, every now and then, Ricky or uh, Ricky and Deacon look at each other, and you get a sense that something's going on. And then they go and they do a job together, and Deacon gets shot, or Deacon gets like stabbed in the gut or something. And it's not bad; he doesn't want to worry about it. But she insists on taking them to the infirmary, and the they're her girlfriend who runs the infirmary isn't there. And in fact, the power's out, so there's just candles everywhere. And she tells Deacon, you know, just get up on the table, take off your shirt. So Deacon takes off his shirt. <laughs> and with a gaping wound in his stomach. No, no, it was, it was it was just a little thing. And there's a moment of you know, like uh, Rick, Ricky patches him up, and he's like, you know, maybe we should just wait for Addie because she's better at this. He's like, fine, look, I'll I'll you'll be fine. Just let me do it. And then there's this moment of them just sitting, standing there, looking at each other. And Deacon, <laughs> Deacon Musley, a uh, fucking biker tattooed up Deacon, is standing there in the candlelight, torso glistening with sweat, this this little bandage over his tummy, and they're just looking <laughs> at each other. And um, so what I wrote on the what I wrote on the Penny Arcade forums was, Sexy Deacon needs to be a fucking meme. My entire gaming life, there have been long, lustful pan shots up Lara Croft's backside and down the front of every lady in every fighting game ever. This is the first moment in a AAA game I felt was offering a sexy-eyed gaze at a male character. Like, it was it was tangible what they were doing with the character. I don't yeah, sexy Ryu was a thing when Street Fighter V came out. Yeah, but it, it wasn't really... I don't think it was done with that in mind. The only other no. thing I can think of that even compares is Geralt in a tub, but I don't think that was done with that, that kind was, of... That was comedy. But yeah, Geralt was also terribly unattractive. Yeah, that, that wasn't that wasn't done for... Nah, us. That wasn't done nice with, like, what, what's called the male gaze. It wasn't like the female gaze looking at... This is the female gaze looking at Deacon. I've never seen it done before. Not only that, but if you think about Sony AAA offerings over the past half decade... Um, they have been so conscious about doing representation correctly that they've been kind of overcompensating to the point that either sexuality or desire never comes up on their games ever, or is something sterile and off to the side like it was in the strip club in The Order 1886, which I think was handled well. That's not what the game was about, right? Yeah. Or it's dismissed by the protagonist as unimportant as in Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Aloy never gives a shit about romance. She never gives a shit about a guy or a girl. Um, 
And if you think about almost every, almost any Sony AAA exclusive, I'm sure fucking the David Cage games had all kinds of sex in them. It's just because David Cage is a creep. But um, this last one didn't. Oh, really? At least not that I ran across. Are you sure none of the robots got raped or something? Because that really seems like a David no, Cage thing. No, well, do. okay, one of them, the, the one where you're playing the female robot, uh, I lost that in the first scene because I refused to do something, and then I never played as her again, so maybe something happened to her, but well, I wouldn't know. Um, so, so what I wrote here was that, uh, um, I feel like Sony have been very, very careful about representation in their last few AAAs from the Order 1886 up to last year's Spider-Man, being entirely damn sure that they can't be accused of crafting shallow, sexualized female characters that simply exist to please a 13-year-old audience, which is a good thing. Great thing. But it also felt like it was constraining, almost fearful of anything sexy, to the point that sexuality and desire are almost non-existent or something that only exists in the periphery to be either ignored or at least dismissed by the hero of the Order at Horizon Zero Dawn. This scene in Days Gone turns all that on its head. It wasn't gratuitous or gross in like a Game of Thrones kind of way. It was sweet and romantic and sexy and tragic. And also like that scene in the first Captain America where Steve steps out of the pod and he's all like all sweaty and muscly and Peggy can't help it. And she has to reach out and touch him on the abs. And she's like, Ooh. that's what it was. It was fucking amazing. And I've just never seen something done like that in a game. It was incredibly exciting to me. And then the oh, story goes of off which, in fucking crazy other directions, just like <laughs> blowing your mind with twists in the next half hour. It was amazing. Hold on. We forgot to talk about Cap. That was the ending that Cap that we all wanted for Cap. Yeah, it was, and I, I didn't expect that to hit as hard. I did not expect Hawkeye to get the shield yet. Uh, Hawkeye did not get the shield. No, sorry, um, uh, oh, shit. Falcon. Uh, Falcon, Falcon, excuse me. Oh, I guess all bird-related superheroes look alike to you, McCracken. It's in the same <laughs> file, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was just like, and it's just this little, like, you can't give me this. This is your shield. Like, it's not. Dude, I'm like 80. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, first of all, um, Chris Evans' old man performance, it was pretty good. So good. It was really good. I was actually, yeah, I was notably impressed by that at the time. Like, just, it's, he has this, like, great affectation. And, like, I, I sell glasses. I spend a lot of time around old men haunting. <laughs> it's good. Anyway. It was really good. And and it was it was the ending we've wanted for Cap since he woke up at the end of the first event. The ending Peggy's actor demanded. That's right. Well, it's it's the I had a date. Yeah, well, it's, it's the I had a date. And yeah. we have always wanted him to keep that date because yeah. he is a, just a genuinely nice and good and sweet guy. The only thing that pisses me off about that ending is it goes directly against the rules of time travel as established in Chance. this movie. Chance. Time travel is stupid. Time, travel. time travel is universally stupid as a plot device. Back I will die on this hill. Back to the what? Future. Stupid. Uh, Terminator. Time travel? Which is, is the best Back to the Future? The third one. Which has the least time travel in it? The third one. The best Back to the Future? You think the best Back to the Future is the third one? Oh, 100%. Uh, All right, goodbye. Uh, oh, he <laughs> muted me out! Oh, wow! Okay, My okay. friend has left me because I have... <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's um, not true. I'm going to second the future chance one. here. The one with the fucking nuclear train logs. That one does it for you, huh? That's the third one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, because okay. that is the least no. time travel in it. No, no. Right, the best, the best one... Because it's just a western. The third the was just a western. The best one was the one where Marty makes out with his mom. It is. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, can we agree that the second one's not good? That's not, not a good movie? It's got a hoverboard, though. It's not a good movie. But it's got a hoverboard, it's and it's got not. Elizabeth Shue in it. It's, well... 
that is always okay, yeah. but it's not a good movie. Hmm. Anyway, the the only time travel movie I've ever seen that actually was not bad was Primer, and this little indie movie that cost oh, yeah. about twenty bucks. Yeah, I that, that I thought that was pretty cool. But every other time travel thing is. I awful. found Trump, Primer too complex. Not only that, but every time you bring up this, my argument is Roswell that ends well. Yep, I don't know what that means. That's a Futurama You've never episode. Seen the best episode of Futurama. I don't want. No, I. That's an episode Futurama. of Futurama where Fry goes to the past at Roswell, New Mexico, meets his grandfather, accidentally leaves his grandfather a nuclear test site, goes and meets his grandmother to comfort her in her time of need, and ends up in Fry's vernacular doing the nasty and the pasty, and becoming his own grandpa. Yes. <laughs> he, and he goes. He, so he's and, inbred before he even gets started. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. And there's this wonderful, there's this wonderful moment where, where he goes to the window, opens it up, and the professor is outside. He's like, Fry, what are you doing? He goes, It's all right. I figured it out. She's not my grandma. He goes, Of course she is. Well, if she's my grandma, then who's my granddad? Isn't it obvious, you perverted dope? <laughs> you are. <laughs> and then he just starts screaming his head off. <laughs> it was so like Billy oh. West screams alone got that episode in Emmy. It was good. It was good. Yeah. No, the, like, the best part is like when he's talking to his uncle and it's like, "You think you're just going with women because you're supposed to?" And Fry's face caves in. He's like, "Don't you dare say that again! Don't you ever say or think that again." It was all I, yeah, it was good. Um. So yeah, Days Gone is very, yeah. very good. I'm still enjoying it. All right. So. Between Far Cry 4 and Far Cry Primal, which was better? Uh, Primal. I like Primal, Primal better, yeah. Far Primal Cry 4 didn't do it for me. Far Cry, 5, Far Cry 4 was the same old again. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Far Cry New Dawn is better than Far Cry 5. Not because it does anything different, but because there's less of it. So there's like, too much in Far Cry 5. Far Cry, New Dawn. I, but the, think about how much repetition there is in 5. It's a standard Ubisoft open world game that I'm a sucker for, but there's so much of it that it just do the same thing. That repetition is in New Dawn, but only if you want it. There, It's a smaller area. There are fewer outposts to take over. There are fewer hidden areas to find. If you want to go through and redo these outposts multiple times, you can, but you don't have to. You can explore the world, and it's not daunting. It's not huge. You 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 the, you have the feeling that you can see it all, and not spend a hundred hours with it, like I did with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Hmm. I I actually don't mind that it only took me four days to get through New Dawn. That's good. It's not a novel. It's a novella. So that's like twelve hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is short for an open world game. It is. I wouldn't even call it this open world. It's just one big level. Huh. It's not very big, but that's okay because it doesn't. Full price? It, I know it. I don't think it was. I think it was forty bucks. I'm almost positive it was not a full priced game, which makes sense now that I think about it, because it shouldn't have been. And it, it is. It, it it by being smaller, it avoided the standard Far Cry problem of running out of skills to unlock before you run out of game. Yeah, which always bucks. happens. It was forty bucks? Yeah, well, forty bucks right now was apparently fifty before. Okay, but still, it's it's slightly discounted. Yeah. Um, but because in, in Far Cry Four and Far Cry Five and Far Cry Primal, for that matter, you can unlock oh, all the skills but before you're done with the game. It launched at full price. 
It launched at eighty bucks. Oh, when it came down. Yeah. I uh, see. It should not have launched at full price. This should be. This should be a a forty dollar American game. That's the right price for it. Um, but because it's a little more, sh- a little shorter, you can get to the end of the game without unlocking all the skills. And if you really desperately want all those skills, you can go back and redo some of the outposts if you really want to. But you don't have to. So as a shooter, as a small open world shooter, I had more fun with New Dawn than I did with Five. Because I don't mind the shorter experience. How was how were the villains compared to Seed? Who I kind of hated. Uh, well, Seed is still there. And see, here's the problem: Seed is still there, and they tried to redeem him. Oh, fuck that! He doomed the world. No, well, he didn't. the he nuclear. The, the no, he had nothing to do with. Oh, he didn't. Oh, he didn't have anything to do. Okay. No, no, okay. no. So, I mean, if you go back in the wayback machine to the end of five, he had nothing to do with the nuclear attack. Okay. God told him, or he got lucky. It's not really clear. Predicting it. Got lucky. And then he ends up in the bunker, locked up with a player character, at the end of five, which is a terrible ending. It's a gross ending. It really was. Especially if you happen to be playing a female rookie. And I was super gross. Super gross. So in in New Dawn, the Peggies are all way up north. You don't meet them until like halfway through the game. And the only reason you go there is because you're having a hard time dealing with the twins, who are the Mad Max pair of of um, African American twins who are basically taking everything taking everything over. And they are there. There's almost no depth to them. They are mustache twirling if they were dudes villains. There's 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 very little to them beyond that they are this way because their dad made them tough, and that's about it. So you don't care enough about them to have any sympathy or er- or anger at them when you finally beat them. They're just barely there as villains, which is a shame because they could have been interesting, especially if they kind of played up that one of the sisters was not quite as violent as the other one. They're trying to keep each other in check, but that doesn't come up until the last like 30 seconds of their lives, and you get to decide if you kill them or not or kill one of them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight with them is more annoying than anything else because they just have gigantic health pools you have to just shoot them for forever. But, Joseph Seed is still around. You go up to north to the New Dawn compound because Joseph has changed the name of the compound. You get there, and spoilers for New Dawn, you get there and it's not there. It's just the followers and his son, Ethan, who is about the right age to have been born, you know, right after the collapse happened. Which, once again, if you paid a female rookie, is pretty icky. Mm-hmm. But they don't explain this. They, don't, they, they intentionally just never even mention who Ethan's mother is. So you go to the Dudon compound looking for help. And Ethan says, okay, I'll help you, but you need to go north to my father's hideout and bring me proof that he's dead. Because Ethan doesn't like Joseph Seed. Okay. So you go there, and of course he's alive. He's been hanging out there waiting for you, because God told him that you were coming. And then he goes and he picks an apple off of a tree that glows and he gives it to you and you eat the apple and then you fight the darkness in your own soul and it becomes superhuman. So that happens. And how are you superhuman? The apple actually makes you like, gives you special powers. Like what? Mm. Um, like it unlocks a whole other row of skills. Okay. One of which is you hit a button and now you can't be knocked down. You can just punch people really hard. <laughs> Um, which is how I beat the twins. I just punched them in the face over and over again until I did it. So, so it, it's at least in the first game there was kind of like this. Okay, Joseph's probably just crazy, 
But in this one, it's like, wow, there's a tree here that God planted that you eat, and now you're like superhuman. Okay. So, so okay, God exists. Okay. The cool. subtlety is kind of gone. Yeah. So God didn't intervene or do anything about the nuclear holocaust. Cool. Cool. No. But no. He made in magic fact, apples. So it, it, neat. In fact, he's speaking through Joseph Seed, who is, if you don't forget, a shitbag. A total shitbag. A murdering shitbag. Yeah. I thought so, uh, God wasn't 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 cool into with that. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that. But but Joseph repented. He's mm. sorry. He's really sorry about the things that he did. He says yeah. so. So it means that he really... It's a terrible character. It's, it's, Joseph Seed could have been a good villain in the last game, but they wasted him, and they brought him back now as kind of the sympathetic character, and it's almost worse. So story-wise, there are zero improvements in the story between how Far Cry 5 ended and how New Dawn goes. Uh, but as a shooter, as a game, I had more fun with it because there was less of it. So I'm also getting the sense that you had more fun with Far Cry New Dawn than you did with um, Metro. Yeah, because it wasn't buggy as shit. <laughs> because it actually functioned while I was playing it. You be so, It's weird. Assassin's Creed games are always buggy, but Far Cry games, games never really seem to be. They that seem to be true. pretty solid. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's just a different engine or different teams, or if they aren't quite as, as ambitious... They are, what they're they, doing. Are they are. Similar. They are. They're the closest to Bungie in terms of just really nice shooting. Mm. That just feels natural. And it still does. It still yeah. does. I mean, you you still have a bow that you can use that feels really cool to headshot people. I love that Most bow. of the weapons are good. You can craft your own weapons. There was an entire tier of weapons I didn't unlock crafting for because I just didn't grind long enough to get enough petrol to up, update my my town I, to do it. I wish I could play Far Cry Three the first time again. Because yeah. that was just like, oh, holy crap. This is one of the best games i ever played. Yeah, it really It was. just keeps going. Oh, now mm-hmm. I get a wingsuit? I thought I would, thought this was going to be over. What the fuck? There's a whole yeah. other island? Yeah. Three was kind of the pinnacle of the Far Cry formula. Three was, was great. It could have yeah. ended... They could have cut out that um dude above Voss, and it would have been a solid game. But you've got a whole other big bad to kill. Mm-hmm. And Voss was the best bad guy of all yeah. of these. Yeah, the, the only problem is once Voss died, eh, yeah. the story kind of did too. Yeah, that's you made the wrong guy the main bad guy. Is what yep. happened there? He so. was really good on Orphan Black. He was on Orphan hmm. Black. He was. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Troy Baker was on Orphan. Oh no, no, no. no the guy who Voss. played Voss. Voss, yeah. Who was now Scorpion in the MCU? No kidding. Yeah, he uh, <clears throat> oh. showed up in um. In the last shot of him, he's got a scorpion tattoo. And he's in prison with the vulture, so I'm sure they're going to do nothing with that. Which reminds me, <laughs> let, let me go to YouTube here. <clears throat> so uh, while you're looking that up, real quick thing, the rookie from 5 is alive. Mm-hmm. He is, or she, is a character called the Judge. Right, and they're silent? Yes. Yeah. And they are silent because, as Joseph Seed says, he only speaks the language of violence. Which is something he accuses you of in 5. So it makes sense. At least that's a callback that makes sense. And the judge only uses a bow. Hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually pretty cool. I'm like, hey, it's my rookie. He's there. He doesn't talk because Joseph did awful things to him in the bunker for five years. Okay. But... Well, speaking of speaking of actors in Mortal Kombat, hmm. I am two hours in to the three hour and 49 minute and 40 second long uh, MK Ice and Fire. Yeah, MK Ice and Fire video of all story cutscenes in Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> it's fucking four hours of cutscenes in this game. 
It's mostly cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, and it's wild. It's fun. I'm I'm really actually enjoying it. Every now and then I'll sit down and watch like ten or five minutes of these cutscenes. But it has to be said, fucking, they should never have cast Ronda Rousey. Oh no, she's terrible. She's, she's, she's always been terrible. She's yeah. absolutely terrible, and she's terrible against or when compared to any other actor in this cast. That just like it is stark the difference between them when they're having a conversation, mm-hmm. and um, and to the point that you really feel like they started cutting Sonia's lines, so that they wouldn't have to rely so much on her to tell the story. I think a lot of her lines went to Cassie. Yeah, which is a shame because they also replaced. Yeah, Ashley Birch. Yeah, which these should not have done. No, maybe she's busy on Borderlands Three. I probably would have gone ahead and bought this if they'd kept Ashley Birch. Because watching these cutscenes and just seeing a few, couple seconds of gameplay, fuck, I wish I was playing this game too. It's it's yeah. The story was so good. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of recasting, uh, it's getting pretty hot and heavy. With uh, are we gonna wait for? Uh... Headlines for that. What are we talking about? No, go for it. Go um, for it. When David Eddings got replaced as uh, Claptrap on Borderlands Three, and oh that shit. Yeah, we got we got new Randy allegations. Yeah, what and are he these? Assaulted the, the yeah, 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 actor of Borderlands because he quit because they wouldn't pay him what he thought he deserved. Which he's kind of the most famous character in the game. He pretty much got to he, he's been a fixture in three no. Yeah, and yeah, the, three games. And the statement from um, from Gearbox was basically that he they offered him scale and he turned it down. Well, yeah, because scale's a joke. And yeah, scale is like lower than minimum wage for actors. Yeah. It's just an agreed upon amount, like from some union, like thirty years ago. Scale is an insult. Like, and this guy was the director of marketing. He was making money. Yeah. He was doing claptrap for free. Extras makes extras make scale. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I, to- I totally agree, Randy. Randy needs to step down and give back the $20, $12 million he stole. Yeah. There are too many people confirming that. Yeah, like he's just, he is a horrible figurehead for this fucking company. He is. But there is one thing I know about him, and that he plays the shit out of Borderlands, specifically Borderlands 2, and he would not be producing a Borderlands game he himself would not play. I so. don't care. But he's got the, all the money in the world for microtransactions, so what does he care? No, actually, you know what? Gearbox doesn't really do a lot of microtransactions. They do enough. It's, I mean, you buy, I, all the microtransactions cost was $15. They were a dollar a piece. No, wait, no. They were like $5 a piece. I got them at a dollar when they were on sale two years after Borderlands 2 came out. You couldn't spend more than 80 bucks on Borderlands 2. Period. So I, I feel like the microtransaction mm-hmm. things in comparison to stuff like Overwatch is really unfair. Well. I'm defending Randy. <laughs> Look what you made me do. Yeah, no, that, that wasn't me. That was go, your, that was your blind your love of Borderlands that did that. It's a great <laughs> fucking game, and it deserves more recognition. It does. It doesn't because Randy Pitchford's such a villain. But I've been doing some opposition research. Okay. What do Ooh. you know about Blizzard and their little uh, kerfuffle with that guy who had PTSD and had to quit? Nothing. Never heard of it. Nothing? Okay, let me bring this up. Let me tell you about... I was just the guy who had PTSD from Crunch Hours. No, he didn't. He had PTSD because he had a uh, uh, a peer who was being racist as shit against him Ooh. and wouldn't stop for Ooh. years. This okay. is... Uh, I'm talking about uh, Jules Morello Suliar. I think that's how I pronounce his name. He had a co-worker named Gemma Barada Merkovic who kept telling, saying that he, behind his back that he was just a macho piece of shit uh, Mexican. 
and wouldn't stop and assassinate his character behind closed doors with uh, uh, higher ups. He ended up getting a, having to take time off, 90 days off. Uh, he had a note from his doctor saying he had PTSD. Quote, his doctor was alarmed that my health had deteriorated so fast in two weeks because he thought he was losing his job because he thought this lady was just shit-talking him and getting him fired, and he eventually was fired in what he felt was a retaliatory way. Anyway, long story short, no one's walking out of Gearbox. No one's accusing uh, Gearbox of protecting racist employees and firing those who speak up about it. The industry sucks. And every conversation about Randy Pitcher needs to start and end with there needs to be a union. Mm. Um, no one should have to go through this at Blizzard. No one should have to have $12 million stolen from them. This shouldn't be happening. We have a – I work in a government office and we have a thing. I, I don't remember what the – it's called the duty to accommodate basically. Mm-hmm. And what this means is if you have any medical condition, first of all, like racism, sexism, all that shit is – Zero tolerance. Get yeah. you fired. Good. Yeah. yeah. Should. <clears throat> now, um, the duty to accommodate goes even crazier. And um, we, it's we the had... the Canadian thing I've ever heard, and I love it. We had a, we had a woman <laughs> in our office who uh, who was deathly allergic to fish. And right, yeah, and no one can microwave fish. And, yeah, it was at the point where if she smelled fish, if she inhaled it, she would go into anaphylactic shock. Seriously? Yes. So for wow. years, there were signs up all over the office, you can't heat up fish in the microwave. And there actually okay. was an incident where someone did and she had an attack. Ooh, wow. There's, uh, there's, and my, my district manager just told me there's a guy across the country. He just, he was just came back from another office, uh, out in the East. There's a, there's one employee in that office of several hundred people who, if they so much as smell coffee, he could kill them. What? The result being, on the days where this person works, no coffee for anyone in the entire building. Oh, dude. Wow. Yeah. This and dude that's... should be living in a literal yeah. bubble. Yeah, and, and so that, that's, that's, that's kind when of the That's you pay that guy to work from home. You can't walk down the street. <laughs> that's kind of the conversation we were having was, how does this person live? Like, how do you walk? Can you ever go to a restaurant? Could you ever go to a bar? No. Bars serve coffee. Could you ever go like just walking down the street, someone walks past you with a Starbucks. Like I, it I've blew never heard of that. Yeah, but in Canada, at least, um, <laughs> we're yeah. Like we don't. If there's if you have something that you feel would limit you from doing a job, we will do everything as long as you can show that. First of all, we hired you, so you've established that you can do the job. If there's anything that you're now suffering from that might limit you. We bend over fucking backwards to give you everything you need to allow you to keep working. And that's super uh, cool. Yeah. But well, how about this? Uh, I'm just really lazy. So can Good I news. get accommodations for that, please? Uh, yeah. As long as you get a doctor's note. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. No. And like he, they, they, they still said like, we're probably going to fire you when you come back. In so many words. Jesus because you're taking time off and you were from Blizzard. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, you're sad. Because we, you've been asking us to do something about your racist uh, coworker for four years, and we promoted her and made her your, your boss. That pissed you off somehow? Pfft. Go away. That's, that's what they did. That's to really that. fucked up. That's what they did to him. The ver- really Variety's up. talking about this, I, and I think maybe Polygon and almost no one else in the industry. Well, you know, Kotaku will pick it up. I'm sure. I think the I think I think Kotaku did too. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I had to. I just found this saying like. 
I want one on glass doors. Like, is this blizzard done anything like this? And it's just, it's everywhere, man. And it, it needs to stop. I'm sure. Okay, I don't want to sound too dark, but, but I'm sure a lot of companies have all kinds of shit in their past. That they, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're making triple A games, you're getting screwed in some way. You're working too many hours. Getting that unpaid. or like, the only thing I can think of is like team cherry. I bet keeps it on a level. Between but, the three, you know, of them. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. In modern terms, there's a great deal of companies that do. Like, I don't get the sense. Well, I mean, who knows? Uh, I'm sure Double Fine's fun. I'm sure Double Fine's fun. I'm sure Hello Games. They seem. Oh, like, yeah. They seem like they all love each other. Um, not only that, but there's there's the old standby Insomniac. Speaking of Hello Games, yeah, Insomniac. Oh, mm. they give everyone massages anytime they want. Gross. <laughs> that only works for as long as the money's coming in. If the money but stops yeah. coming in... Yeah, but Insomniac is still technically an independent developer. Like, what the fuck? That's true. Um, I popped into No Man's Sky after the new major texture upgrade. Fuck. It's the good planets look good. Hmm. And they looked really good before. And I think they, they added, like, uh, super exotic ships you can buy. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah, no, they, keep, just, they just keep rolling that snowball. So speaking of space... I have Anthem installed on my Xbox. I'm sorry. You know what? No, see, like, Anthem got <sighs> similar scores. Didn't Anthem get similar scores to Days Gone? No, they got worse. No, they got okay. worse. The thing is, I could okay, have I could have started it yesterday, and I didn't. <laughs> what, what did you play instead? <laughs> I played Mortal Kombat and had a pretty crappy night of it. But the point is, I just, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get started on Anthem. I mean, it's it's installed. It's sitting there, and I've got nothing else on my plate right now. I mean, I'm still picking away at at Steam World Quest, and it's still good, but it's not a game I can play for a whole lot all at once. So you it's haven't, not, you haven't it's finished not a it main, yet? No, no. Okay. I mean, I play it for like an hour a day. Play a play a quest or a, a quest, like a chapter here, a chapter there. I can't play it for big long stretches. That's just not that kind of game. How'd you get the Dragon Quest Eleven? Uh, I I didn't think it was as bad as you guys were. Did. I didn't think it was bad. I liked it. No, I liked yeah. it too. I just couldn't stand the music. Uh, I guess I went deaf to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, I turned it off. Um, but yeah, yeah, Anthem's right there. By the time we talk next week, I'll have at least attempted it, but it's just... I, I It's kind of like... I, I don't want to see a studio I love do something mediocre. Exactly. First. Exactly. Yeah, but and and Mass Effect Andromeda was already like... Ah. I've come around on that. So have I. It's not, it's, yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as people said it was, but it's this, but Anthem... Really, it's last mission's really good. Yeah, it is, actually. But but Anthem, I just... And, and now they're talking about Dragon Age being the same kind of, like, live service thing. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is an old friend of mine who is... Oh, you took he's the worst opioids. parts of uh, in, in Inception, in Inquisition, and made it the entire game? No. 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 No, no. So Yeah, but if if you don't play it, you won't be able to complain about it. Yeah, you oh, love that. I'll, I'll you know. play it so I can complain about it, but uh, I don't I there mm, I'll try it. I'll I don't want to see it. it not yet, not at full price, <laughs> definitely. It's I'll, I'll I'll look at the pretties maybe cuz it looks like at least a decent looking game. Yeah, and like was it EA's already sharpened their knives saying like Anthem do not meet sales projections. Oh, yeah, so you're just like, Building that case, put a bullet in the back of Bioware's head. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. it's fuck coming. You, fuck you. Fuck you. There, it, it, within a year or two, and then Dragon Age could hand it off to somebody else, and it'll be shit. We will never see Dragon Age four. 
That's I'm I'm saying that I hope we do. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they just disappear one day. Mm, I think it's like EA snaps their fingers and they're gone. <laughs> yeah. No, and like there's going to be Thanos memes about it almost immediately. And then all the employees will show up somewhere else, some indie developer, mm-hmm. and you'll get like flag and age. Yeah, and you'll, it'll you'll, be... get like, you'll get like a double A. Uh... No, we'll get yeah. we'll get the Wasteland Two equivalent fifteen years later. <laughs> yeah, and it might be okay. It, it might, might be. be okay. I'll be I too see. old to care at that point, but <laughs> <laughs> my hands are going to stop working eventually. I hope that by the time my hands stop working, I can plug these things into the back of my head. And just play video games without using my hands. Holy shit. Nice. Overcooked mm. is free on PS Plus in May. What's Overcooked? Overcooked is like, a, all I heard is a, it's like a multiplayer party game. Uh-huh. But everything I've heard about it on Twitter is like, people fucking love that game. People who've played it love it. As long as you have someone to play it with. Yeah, see, I think I played about, it was free on Xbox Live Games with Gold. gold yeah, Games with Gold. I think I played it for about a minute. I'm like, this sucks. No. Because I don't play multiplayer anything, so yeah. that could be... So me hating it that much means you might like it, actually. Yeah, that's Might a good be, point. Uh, yeah. uh, so does that mean it's time for headlines? It sure does. <coughs> headlines! In Overwatch news, new payload map Havana is now live on all platforms, and all-star skins for Lucy and Mercy are now available for just 200 league, po- league points each. That's about $15 a piece. Yeah. Uh, I need to call out the Reset Era Days Gone thread because it was titled A Deacon of Hope, and I love that. Uh, hey. Days Gone outsold God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn during its first week in Japan. It also continues to outsell the multi-platform Mortal Kombat 11 in the UK. It's because the that UK is. have no stomach for violence. <laughs> uh, uh, I just made that up now. and That's <laughs> really interesting. I didn't think American Machismo still sold like that. It's not, though. It, it's, 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 I, it's, that's what it was marketed as. Was it? No. To us. Oh, yeah. I didn't take it as such. I thought they were, and that's another thing is I thought they were really leaning on the story stuff in those latter, latter trailers. Like I specifically remember the one that highlights Deacon and Sarah's relationship, and I specifically remember feeling about that trailer the way I felt about every other Days Gone trailer. Meh, Meh. didn't give a shit, and to the point that I really didn't understand why they put out that fucking trailer when it was when I my my reaction to it was so meh. Now having played the game, when you get to those points in game, it's important it feels big it feels really moving would you say it's the game the first dead island trailer tried to be it's certainly a lot closer um man that that first dead island trailer is one of the greatest trailers of all time it was for the wrong game it really and it was, was yeah it was for the wrong game but it's a great trailer still really good there was a moment last night where i'm going out on a mission with a guy that i'm pretty sure is a complete asshole and as we're trucking along uh, we're going through Ripper territory, and Rippers are these religious fanatics who believe that the zombies are, you know, divine Gosh, or something, right. and they recruit people by kidnapping them and just Cut laying them up. In, yeah, yeah. and laying into them with razor blades until they either die or convert. And we see this woman strung up by them, and they're ringing a gong to call in the zombies to eat the woman. And uh, the guy who I'm on the mission with wants to just leave her, but Deacon refuses to because although Deacon would admit it, he's a very, very moral person. So they go up to the woman and they cut her down. And then the guy you're with points and the and Deacon says, it's okay, it's okay, we're going to get you out of here. But as soon as the other guy picks her up or helps you pick her up by the legs, she just starts screaming her head off. And the guy lets you know both her legs are broken. She's not going anywhere. 
And Deacon doesn't say anything. He just says, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And then he puts some, it puts a hand across the woman's mouth and closes her nose and holds her and tells her it'll be okay. And damn. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Deacon kills this person. Deacon kills this woman. So the Rippers won't tear her, tear her apart. Yeah. So the, so the zombies won't tear her apart. The mercy killing. But couldn't like they have carried her away mercy. at that point? I mean. Uh, no, their bikes were kilometers away. Their bikes were kilometers away. They couldn't defend her. They yeah, couldn't they couldn't it. get out in time. No, no. Like, she was, it was just, it was a question of how she was going to die. And the way this game handles its story, the way it presents its story, is is the 10 out of 10 part of the game. Like, there, there's other stuff that's that's 9 out of 10. Another cool thing is the, the remember how I said every camp has a different, um, it's like a different bank account with every camp? Yeah, different currencies. Are- yeah, and as you build up your relationship with camps, you develop trust levels. And the more your trust level goes up, every character in camp starts reacting to you differently. It's really cool. It really evolves over the course of the game. It's really that's, nice. That's really cool. I, yeah. got, you, you, I will you know, check this out eventually. Yeah. You know that Deacon's going to die at the end of this game. Totally. Okay, no, don't give me that shit. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, honestly, I'm just guessing that he's he sounds too savior-like, too Christ-like. To no, no. Die. But the thing is, in in terms of his actions, he is. But in terms of his uh, self-perspective and how he um, outwardly treats people and talks to people, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> he's a total fucking asshole. But if so, you pay attention so Tony to Tony Stark. Yes, but if you pay attention to what he does, he's a knight. He's absolutely a knight. Yeah. So Stark. <laughs> um, but Stark always gave way too much of a shit about saving people. After the desert. After, uh, I, I would say after the events of uh, Age of Ultron. Right. Because <laughs> that was kind of his fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a new PlayStation Direct is scheduled for May 9th, which is said to feature an extended look at Medieval Remaster and, quote, a first look at a new title. I do not give two shits about the Medieval. I like. love Daniel Fortescue. I think he's a great character who needed to be in more games. I think I never played it. I never played the original. Not, neither did I. The, like, the second one in Victorian London is f- pretty damn funny. I, I just remember game. it getting great reviews, but I never played it. So I have no idea what even the genre it's, is. It's It's too late. Yeah, those graphics do not age. No, well. they don't. No, they don't. PS One. But it was a pretty PS1 fun stuff. story, and it was English as fuck in the best way. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the original Devil May Cry is going to come to Nintendo Switch this summer. I would have totally picked that up if it were DMC. Yeah, because that's a fun as shit game. And you know, the original Devil May Cry is a. It's fine. Okay, well, we have it for the listener as like a gamer anthropology. Um, yeah, it's it's, if, it's it's if you ever wondered where God of War came from, if you ever wondered where the modern um, ninja theory came or n- yeah. modern ninja Gaiden came from, um, yeah. this Devil May Cry birthed the genre. Yeah, if you want to see wait, wait, what God of War looks like as a fish with feet, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Devil May Cry. Devil They're May so Cry, close. Devil May Cry predates the first Ninja Gaiden. Uh, no, no, well, no, obviously not the one on NES, but... No, 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 I'm, I'm talking about the first modern... The one on Xbox, yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it it does. was like 2001, I think. And uh-huh. and God of War was directly cited as being inspired, like, like they looked at Devil yeah. May Cry and said, we can do this better. They had five years. And that's where God of War came from. Yeah. It's just they decided to make Devil May Cry on their own. Uh, Resident Evil 0, 1, and 4 will launch on Switch on May 21st. God, I love 4 so much. 4 is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 150 employees walked out of Riot Games, makers of League of Legends, to protect pr- to protest forced arbitration and systemic sexism in the workplace. 
Yeah, and if it was uh like seven hundred, maybe they would have cared. Oh really? Like, Riot Games is that big? Oh yeah, I think they have thousands of employees. Oh, really? That sucks. Yeah, it does. Oh. They have like I think seven thousand. Why would they need that many people shit. for one fucking game? Uh, it it makes a lot of money. So, uh, and They're all in marketing. <laughs> how do you think they've gotten away with being this freaking sexist for so long? That's a good point. Well, plus, there are, where are they? They're in a bunch. There's at least two different campuses. Yeah, but like what country? I don't. Oh, they're in America somewhere. Oh, really? I don't know where. They've got to be in California. That does make no, sense. No, I don't think so. Well, game companies try to stay out of California because cost of living is so high. Yeah, I think like man, like Insomniac's right there in Burbank. I don't know how they afford it. Uh, EA Access will come to PlayStation Four this July. Mm. Um, woohoo! I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anyone who cares about EA Access. Yeah. And that's the headlines. Unless they're giving away Star Wars games, like good Star Wars games on that. Yeah, don't no. Don't really care. Don't really care. Oh, they're in Los Angeles. Holy crap. The only reason I would get EA Access is if, it's, is if I could play uh, uh, Dead Space 2 on my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Riot Games doesn't have two offices. They have 23. Whoa. Holy Around shit. the globe. Holy shit. Holy shit. I could uh, I could play Dead Space 1, 2, and 3 on my Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. They're all right there. I, I, they're like right there. I could download them and play them tonight if I wanted to. You have them all digitally. They uh, they've all been given away at some point with Games with Gold. Oh. And the cool thing is, when Games with Gold gives away an Xbox 360 game, it's yours forever. It doesn't disappear like the Xbox One games do. Um, will it disappear if you stop? Uh, no, really. No, there's something with the licensing with them with how whatever they handle it. That if they give you a 360 game, it's yours forever. That's cool. If you stop paying for gold, you lose the Xbox One games, but the backwards compatible stuff is yours forever. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, I want to play Ratchet and Clank again. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's not mine anymore. Well, it still is. You just have to, you know. You know, cough up 25 bucks. Yeah. Or find plus, the system. If you if you want to play Ratchet and Clank, don't fucking play the first one. Play the second one. They didn't even what? have they didn't have have a strafe button in the first Ratchet and Clank. Oh, no, no, no. Like the, I'm talking about the Ratchet and Clank remake. Oh, the, the movie. PS4 one? Yeah. yeah the good. last one they made. That was good. That was good. That's a good one. Yeah, that's good. You, you, but you did play it, I thought. I did. So you I liked it. it. I want to play it again. So you, but you have it. I know, but I didn't have. I don't have PlayStation Plus right now, so it's gone. Oh, you got a free yeah. PlayStation Plus. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, no. Wait, no. I wanted to play on um, that uh, Yakuza remake that I had. Oh yeah, I never. Oh, I never grabbed that. Or I don't think I grabbed. Yeah, it zero. It zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Kiwami. Yeah, Kiwami. It was, it was yeah. zero. Yeah. It was the first the remake of the first one. Yeah, that's Kiwami. Yeah, that's Kiwami. Yeah. Zero was... and I, I don't know. I, I've i tried at least twice to play different Yakuza games, and I just can't do it. They're a very different flavor, aren't they? Yeah. You have yeah, got to are. love Gonzo Japanese cinema. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's very much what it is. Yeah. And Jim Sterling loves that shit. I feel like I, if I never... I love how much he loves those games. I feel like <laughs> if, I, if, the, if the combat system had clicked with me, I would have loved it, but it just never did. Yeah. yeah. Did you see this article... About Match of the Gathering is impo- almost impossible for a computer to draw algorithms for. No, there's too many variables. Yeah, like no. they uh, they have proven that. Hold on, computer. Uh, there, this is very little implication for playing the game in practice, but it does have takeaways for potential AI designers. Do-do-do-do-do-do. What was it? Oh no, I missed it. I'm right past it. There's it's it, it's even in. It, it depends which block you're playing. Like, right. Like there's the. There's a current block where you're just playing with cards from the current year, which you're probably only dealing with maybe five, six hundred cards for that. That I can see, but if you're oh, playing with yeah. 
extended or or you know legacy all the old stuff you're dealing with thousands upon thousands right. of well, cards what, i found it what they're saying is like finding the best move in a game of magic is something that cannot be computed like computers can play magic they just can't find the statistically the quote unquote best move mm-hmm. and um, like yeah they've proven Xbox that no yeah. yeah go no go ahead go ahead no algorithm can find whether there exists a winning move. In fact, since we eliminate all player choice, we prove something slightly stronger. That it's impossible in the, ge- in the general case for an algorithm to look at a board state and see whether it's possible for a game to even end at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. See, the, on Xbox 360, for about three or four years, once a year, they would release a magic game. Was it Duels of the Planeswalkers, this or that? And my favorite part of all those is they had a puzzle mode where they would give you a board state and say win in two moves. Cool. And I loved it because it it's a tutorial. It teaches you the game, right. and it's 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 incredible problem solving. It was awesome. It was the best kind of problem solving where you you know the answer is right there. You it's might just really like Civilization history games, uh, where like it's like you are Hitler during the end of World War II. Can you win? <laughs> and it's apparently like you know like. Implication, historical implications aside, it's a really interesting game to see. Like, hmm. when the allies are all around you, it's possible for you to win. Figure it out. See, yeah. my problem with magic is 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 the paralysis of choice. It's building my own deck, right? Because I don't. I mean, you can. I can always go online and say, "What's a good deck with the Vernica build?" I'm like, yeah, "Okay," and then I could buy those cards. And I could play that deck. But I don't. It's not how I'm playing now. I just I play. I buy a couple packs here and there, and I build with what I've got. But the problem is, is that I have. You know, probably fifteen hundred cards to choose from. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. It's it's the paralysis of choice. So once I've got a deck, I never want to take it apart because it was so painful actually building one. Yeah, you that... probably despise having more than six cities at once. <laughs> yeah, I would not be able to handle that. <laughs> do I make a, a water wheel over here? Or, God, I need some ironworks. Oh fuck. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But that—that's why I like uh, booster drafts because it's a much your 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 choice is much smaller. Right. It's like someone passes you a pack, you've got fifteen cards. Which card do you want? Well, I'll take this card, and then they get a pass a pack, and there's fourteen cards. What do you want to go with the last one? So your choices are much more limited. Yeah. You still need to be able to build things, but it's it's one in fifteen as opposed to one in a thousand. I bet you like Scrabble. <laughs> I do like Scrabble. Yeah, actually. I do like Scrabble. I actually play Words with Friends almost all the time. Is that literally Scrabble or just It's literally Scrabble. Okay. It's yeah, it's literally Scrabble. It's how many <laughs> copyright free Scrabble? It, no, it, that's what it is. It, it's it's I'm look and see how many active games I have with Words with Friends right now. I have mm, one, two, three. Oh, I only have four active games right now, which is kinda low for me. That's all um, several games. <laughs> But Ooh. but yeah, I I like I like Scrabble. <laughs> catch twenty or uh, Hulu's doing Catch Twenty Two with series with uh uh oh shit George Clooney and apparently it's really good. George Clooney, so, yay! Mm. You ever anyone ever Catch Twenty Two? No, no, no. I, I saw a trailer for that. Though. It is. Uh, it'll it, it's. I put it down over just existential angst like four times, <laughs> like just. Fuck humanity! <laughs> it's so good. It's it's totally earned its reputation. It's like it's one of the mo- books that gets studied that is worth reading. Mm. Like, it's just so brutal and so dark and so funny, without being like you know too much. 
Ooh. And I, I, it's impossible. They, no one's made an adaption of this since the seventies. It's, it's that hard. It's a weird book. Hmm. But yay, apparently it's good. I'll have to get a monthly Hulu. There's a lot of good shit I'd like to watch on Hulu, but can't get yeah. it in Canada. That's it. They took Bob's Burgers and American Dad from me, so I'm still kind of mad. <laughs> it used to be on Netflix in one place. Yeah. And South Park. Uh, and we never had South Park on Netflix up here. We had South Park on Netflix for five glorious years. Mm. Eleven seasons to choose from. Oh. They should have had it. They should have had the shuffle feature back then. That would have been great. Eleven seasons to choose from. How many of those are actually good, though? I say, uh, South Park has never been "quote unquote" bad. Yeah, but, like it's fairly consistent. I always thought. And now it's mm-hmm. like an interesting historical record. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they were well, always so the Simpsons. They were always timely. No, like no. A Simpsons they, episode is like nine months turnover. A South Park yeah. episode is a week. That's true. That's true. That no one that's written for The Simpsons has given a shit for 15 years. There's well, I didn't say new Simpsons are any good. I yeah. mean, there's a reason my Simpsons collection ends at season one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have, I have seasons one through seven of The Simpsons. Eight, I don't need to own anymore. They're not as bad. They're not as bad, but. Oh my God, he's yeah. still texting me. 10 and <laughs> how, many, how many texts are we up to now? Well, no, it was just at, at 7.40 he wrote still, and I wrote back yes. And then he just wrote back, wow. Tell, tell him that we're dragging it out now just to piss him off. Yeah, he started almost an hour and a half ago. So, yeah, poor guy. Yeah, well. He's just tormenting his little brother now. That's all it is. And there's definitely that. There's. I think he's also stressed out because his girlfriend's favorite cat is dying. Oh. Yeah, he came over and took my cat carrier the other day. Mm. Pray for Panda. I pray for Panda. Yeah, no, uh, one of the ladies in the office, her mom just died. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it's just like, uh, appreciate what you got. Yeah. Yeah. like that. That's a good well, place to end it. summer yeah. note, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, a, it was a summer day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, here's, I was thinking, I was trying to think of great lines of dialogue from Days Gone, and I got one. Okay. Okay, so you go on a, on a, a job for Tucker. Tucker is the woman who runs what is basically a slave labor camp. Um, and you go out there and she wants you to kill this guy because the guy killed, you know, some members of her crew. And you go out there and you, and you do the job and you come back and she says, uh, did he fight hard? And he goes, and, uh, Deacon now, remember Deacon's an asshole. And Deacon says, why do I get paid more if he did? Mm-hmm. And Tucker goes, no, nah, I just, I just want to picture him suffering and choking on his own blood. And Deacon goes, well, shit, Tuck, I don't do this for your entertainment. <laughs> that's how good the story in Days Gone yeah. is. And that's just a little conversation. Like, it's not even a cutscene. It's not even a cutscene. It's just that's two just characters floating talking. dialogue. That's right. Yeah. It's really good. Like all those flappers, because they, they don't animate that. <laughs> <laughs> the jaw just opens up and down. Oh, every every time I see that uh, that cowboy guy in Mortal Kombat 11, I'm like, you could just animate the mouth. <laughs> nope. <laughs> He's got a Why do you think mask. everybody's wearing a mask all the time? Yeah. Oh man, the first Borderlands, everyone's got a mask, and that was the game where I figured out. Oh, so that's why they do that. They're broke as hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Almost every character that has a mask, you can get a skin that doesn't have the mask, and they are actually animated. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Oh, also, almost all the New Vegas DLC, no one has a mouth or it's covered. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cheaper that way. I didn't think they individually animated every character in, in those uh, Gambrio Bethesda Fallouts, but they did. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta. You can't just 
set their mouth to random. And well, no, Pixar up. has an algorithm where it can figure it out. Seriously? They've had that since Monsters, Inc. It looks so fucking good. Yeah. Well, they, they obviously, they touch it up themselves, but, like, there, there are, there's software out there that can, like, hear, like, the vocalizations and, and, like, it's not super great, but it, it wow. exists. No, that's still it impressive. It saves time. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. impressive. Like, in Korea, they've got, like, overlays for people's faces, and it looks freaky, but, like, it, it fits the mouth movements. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, something, like, hand-animated is better, but... Uh, You've never I, seen me. I don't move my mouth when I talk. Right? It's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. I do it all through gritted teeth. This ad- <laughs> my whole life through gritted teeth. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm so happy for you. I'm not being sarcastic. Just oh believe me, God, this has li- made my life very difficult. I, I like my job. It's a good time. Your daughter is so beautiful, you must be so <laughs> proud. What are your intentions with my daughter? <laughs> no, see, that's, 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 that's real. That's video. Oh, that's, that is real. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> what are your intentions with my daughter? Sir, sir, could you get my hand? I'm like, okay, okay, ow, ow, ow. Now I'm, you know what I'm doing here. Yeah. That's what I do when I'm just touching your shoulder. <laughs> Have a good night, you two. Be home before curfew. I wasn't even flexing. Yeah, have a good night. <laughs> All right. Nah, that's enough. <laughs> Jansa, uh, I, I guess you got some texts to read. I do. And a brother to babysit, I guess. Mm. And some noobs to shoot in Havana. Noobs. Jance, thank do, you for being do, here. Do, do, do. My pleasure. Alex, thank you for talking. Hey, thanks for letting me host for five seconds. Yes. Hey, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Put up.